On the 22nd day of Christmas, my true love gave to me the audacity to podcast daily. I'm scrolling TikTok at 3am because my nervous system's too fucked to go to sleep and I feel too anxious to put my phone down. Is that why I'm having an existential crisis? There are always going to be a million other things you could have decided to do. (laughs) I'm broken. Hello, it's Friday, the last Friday of Podmas. I have been podcasting with you for 20, well, 22 days, but by the time podcast is o- Podmas is over, it'll be 24 days. We're going until the 24th because it's like an advent calendar. You open chocolates every single day. Let's do the check-in this morning and then we're going to do stats, growth from the podcast, lessons learned, what went well, plans for next year. But first, check-in jar. We've got the Grinch here with us this morning. This morning's check-in. This is the... We've only got three more check-ins to go. Okay. Your favourite thing about being a woman. Favourite thing about being a woman. That one's so intense. Okay, my favorite thing about being a woman, and I feel like I've been exploring girlhood and womanhood and the different aspects of being a woman over these this past month. And I mean, it's not something that's like new to me to think about, but this is the first time I think I've been able to kind of synthesize those thoughts into words and to have to kind of consistently find ways to summarize thoughts on that my favorite thing about being a woman I love okay do you know what I love I wrote this in my journal a few days ago you've got your portable charger you've got different cables you've got your airpods you've got your corded headphones in case your airpods stop working and they run out of charge something I love about being a woman is handbags and the fact that we just carry so much stuff on us and maybe I mean I don't want to like intellectualize it too much and make it like a bigger theme but I just think that's so fun and it's really cute and there's not something I love about when I'm walking around the streets and I take out my lip gloss from my bag and I just put lip gloss on as I'm walking down the streets nothing makes me feel more powerful and like I'm getting my shit together like I know exactly what I'm doing I'm walking with purpose nothing makes me feel more like that than when I'm walking and putting lip gloss on (laughs) so maybe that's not a very profound I'm wearing my pajamas by the way which is why you can see red trousers maybe that's not a very profound thing I love about being a woman but we have so many expectations on us to be xyz I'm not going to put another expectation on myself to come up with a profound answer when the first thing I thought of was cute little handbags. Okay, I will let you know that I do have a sore throat today, which does not bode well. Actually, when I first started Podmas, kind of in keeping with the topic, my biggest fear, and I kind of sat down before and I was like, okay, if I get to the end of December and I have failed at Podmas and failing at Podmas, the only kind of metric of success that I had for Podmas was putting out episodes every day. It didn't matter how they performed, didn't really matter how much the channel grew or how much kind of engagement grew. To be honest, that wasn't even a factor. And I genuinely mean that from the bottom of my heart. I know when people are like, no, I was just posting because I love it and I happen to gain an audience. But I think sometimes you're working on growing an audience and sometimes you're working at other things. I hope you can't hear the kind of gale force winds that are occurring outside my apartment. But my goal for Podmas was just to put out episodes. 
every single day. And that was kind of the commitment that I made to myself. And the biggest thing that I was afraid would happen was I would get ill midway and then for some reason not be able to record because I was ill. And so ironically, I'm getting ill, but it's the third last day and I'm going to do it if it kills me. Um, so let's go into intentions. So I was kind of touching on about that. So yeah, my biggest intention was just to put the episodes out. The reason that I set that as a goal more than a kind of number goal, like an engagement goal, I want to grow to a certain amount of subscribers. I want to grow to a certain amount of Instagram followers, TikTok followers, whatever. The reason I chose output, like my own output as a goal rather than an outside metric is because I, I did Podmus as a kind of experiment in overcoming my biggest problem. And I realized if I wanted to have a podcast, because I was already podcasting before Podmas, I realized my biggest kind of barrier to creating podcasts and continuing the podcasting and just in general, continuing with We're All Like Other Girls was getting inside my own head in topic ideas, in the brand, like whether it was good enough, whether I was good enough, whether I had anything to say, whether I had interesting enough stuff to say, whether anybody would care. And so I was so inside my own head and I was like, okay, how can I, what could I do to overcome that at the quickest pace possible? And so I thought, okay, if I have to put out 24 episodes in 24 days, daily episodes, that is going to force me to come up with new ideas consistently it's going to remove my ability to overthink whether an episode is good whether a topic is good enough whether I'm being interesting enough because I have to consistently be creating regardless of how I feel even if I wake up in the morning and I'm like oh god this isn't a good episode I have nothing to say I don't feel good I don't feel interesting today I don't want to talk I have to and so that was my biggest problem And Podmas was the antidote to that problem. If I had noticed my biggest problem for the podcast was engagement and I felt like I was putting out really good episodes, but nobody was engaging, maybe I would have set a different target and maybe I would have done a different experiment. But that was the biggest problem I identified and Podmas was the biggest antidote. So I also found like I had loads of ideas, loads of styles of content. But I think if you're only putting something out once a week or even twice a week, you don't have the kind of breadth to think, okay, fuck it, let me just try this, try this, try this. Because you kind of, in my mind, I felt like, okay, if I'm only putting out one episode a week, every episode has to be building the brand. Every episode has to be the best it could possibly be. And so it felt like there was less breadth to experiment with different styles. I wanted to try listicles, like 14 ways to do X, Y, Z, which I did. I wanted to try, listen if you hate your body, listen if you X, Y, Z, listen if you want to start a podcast, maybe I'll title this episode this. I wanted to try like storytelling and trying and tell some personal stories and see how that was responded to. I wanted to try more kind of chatty and chill and see how those responded to. And by creating an enormous output, it gave me the ability to do that. And so let's talk about the stats. We'll do a progress update. So even though I wasn't really measuring stats and that wasn't a success metric, it's been interesting to watch the stats. So this is Friday, the 22nd. We have two more days of Podmas. So before Podmas, I had only put some episodes up on YouTube. I wasn't consistently putting them up on YouTube, but Podmas, I've put every episode up on YouTube and I've made a conscious effort to, I guess, make them kind of native for YouTube. So doing thumbnails, doing 
the thumbnails, doing the descriptions and just making them targeted for YouTube as well. So at the beginning of December, on December the 1st, the YouTube channel had 53 subscribers. The TikTok, my personal TikTok, it's just the Poly Online TikTok where I've been posting all the clips, had 1,423 followers. And there were all like other girls' Instagram page, which was relatively new when Podmas started, had 43 followers. I wish I had taken down the Spotify stats as well, but I didn't. And I can't remember like the impressions and the engagement and the views um on my actual podcast on Spotify but alas we will just do these three as of now on the 22nd of December my YouTube channel has 198 subscribers so that has increased that has been the one I've been most impressed with because I feel like subscribing to someone on YouTube is much bigger than subscribing to someone on or like or following somebody on TikTok because when you follow on someone on TikTok there's a high chance you'll never see them again like you can be very fast and loose with your follows on TikTok and Instagram to an extent because you're like meh it doesn't really matter with YouTube it feels like a bigger deal one videos are much longer and so it's like a higher investment of time so I feel like YouTube subscribers almost that it's not like they're worth more but I feel like people who subscribe to your YouTube channel are quite interested in the things that you're saying and they've listened to more of you than just seeing like one 10 second TikTok and thinking you are funny and so the YouTube subscribers have almost tripled and that's very amazing to me even though the number 200 like 198 200 doesn't sound very big and Obviously, in the grand scheme of things, that like you need a thousand subscribers to even start monetizing. A 200 is not very many. The idea that I have 200 people subscribed to a YouTube channel that I've made making videos on is pretty fucking epic. TikTok has increased to 1,600-ish today. It goes like a little bit, it fluctuates a little bit up and down. I think TikTok grew quite a lot in the first week when I had the kind of viral video of me talking about Taylor Swift and football and the kind of comparison within genders and hobbies that went quite viral and so I got a lot of followers through that that was kind of my biggest growth point the we're all like other girls Instagram page has gone from 43 subscribers subscribers while I keep saying subscribers 43 followers to 135 so that has almost tripled or tripled maths I'm not a woman in STEM okay but that has tripled as well and so all of them have had this great increase other things I've noticed is that YouTube as I have been posting videos every day the comments on YouTube have become a lot more frequent and now I pretty much get at least one or two comments on YouTube on every single episode and that's really cool because I have always felt like the mark of a good video is engagement because if people are super engaged, they want to connect on it, especially on YouTube. The culture on YouTube is very comment section heavy. The comments are a very big culture on YouTube. And so the idea that lots of people are commenting, whereas before I was never getting comments on videos on YouTube, that's a huge win. If you're interested to know, I found this interesting. The videos that did well as podcast episodes, like just audio podcasts on Spotify episodes, and then on YouTube, were sometimes different. For example, the ones on YouTube, the self-developmenty ones on YouTube didn't do super well. Like the ones that are on like self-development, self-development tips, mindset tip, they didn't perform incredibly on YouTube. 
But on Spotify and as kind of audio podcasts, those were the highest or some of the highest listened to. I thought that was interesting. The storytelling ones where I told my personal stories, the one about polyamory and any of the stories about relationships, those performed well across the board, including on social media platforms, on clips, so on Instagram and TikTok, the same, like those perform very well. And that kind of shows that those topics are very hotly requested and people like listening to that. People like hearing about relationships, about personal stories about relationships. People like talking about relationships, which I guess makes sense. But that was very, very much affirmed in the kind of viewership and the comment section and which videos went bigger than others. My highest performing video on YouTube is the one about Emma Chamberlain and misogyny. That one got over 2000 views, which is enormous. That's kind of double what any of my other videos have received viewership wise. And I think that is because it talked about something that was quite relevant with an interesting personal spin. And so something I learned, I guess, from a strategy perspective is there are a lot of people talking about kind of pop culture and popular things. You know, lots of people were talking about Emma Chamberlain discourse and everyone kind of jumped on the bandwagon and that happens a lot with different trends. And I think if you can find your own way to put a spin on it and a way that's actually kind of unique and interesting to you, that really helps. Like that was a topic that was not really that well thought out in terms of the concept because it was something that came to me so readily. And so that's kind of, I think what I'm going to look for going forward is topics that are both interesting to me, but I also know are interesting to the viewers. Whereas some of the topics where I was like, oh, this is just interesting to me, didn't perform as well and weren't as engaging. Probably the main thing I learned is there is so much power in doing a lot of something if you feel stuck. Like if you're in a rut or you feel like you don't know what to do, I have found the best way to bulldoze through that, and it does feel like bulldozing, is by doing a lot of whatever it is. It's like the law of motion. Things will stay still or things will continue to move at the same pace they are moving through space and time until another force is acted upon them. And so if you're maybe trying to grow your Instagram or you're trying to podcast or you're trying to do YouTube and you're doing one a week and it's not working, if you can kind of bulldoze that and increase in the amount of videos you're making or increase in, increase in some other way, increase in the amount of social media clips you're making from those episodes, increase in the amount of ways you're engaging with your audience, just increase to this kind of exponential amount. It takes away a lot of the problems that you're having. Like My two things were I was overthinking the performance of the videos and I was overthinking my own ideas and myself. And in doing daily episodes, it kind of removed the ability to do that. Because when you're only putting out one episode a week, I kind of talked about this in the beginning, you kind of fixate on what you're creating. And I would be like, okay, is this the good title for it? Is this a good concept? Should I change the topic? Like what's my angle? Is there a better way I could edit the thumbnail? Is there a better configuration of the title? Are people actually interested in this? Should I be talking about something more relevant? But when you're doing so much, it removes your ability to overthink because you have to kind of be 80% done with it and then just move on. And the same goes with performance. Obviously, it's nice when something does well, but if you're only putting out one thing a week, when I was only putting out one thing a week, if it would get like nine views on YouTube, in my mind, I'm like, 
what is the fucking point? I've spent like all week on doing that and that was my one episode and nine people watched it and one of them was probably me. By putting out daily episodes, it's kind of removed my ability to do that because as soon as I put out an episode, I'm not even thinking, okay, how is this going to perform? I check the performance like three days later or when I'm uploading the next batch of videos because I'm so focused as soon as I press post, I make the social media clips, I post those and then I move on to the next video. I'm posting one video, but I'm already thinking about the next one that I'm going to be uploading. So maybe, I mean, if you're listening to this, it's because you're wanting to start something, a podcast, a channel, social media, whatever. If you can find a way to do whatever you want to do in an enormous iteration for a short period of time, because this is definitely not sustainable, I would not be able to do this long term. And I'll get into why that is. Maybe I'll talk about that now. Another lesson I learned is by doing, oh, I guess this is kind of like all of the points that I am trying to make in one. By doing this, it limits growth or reflection or activity in everything else. And so you have to decide what the most important thing is and know that by prioritizing your most important thing, you're deprioritizing everything else for the time being. So a lot of the time, especially through like the first week, especially when my video on TikTok went viral and I was like, damn, okay, there could really be something here. If this continues to happen, I could have enormous growth on for the podcast. I found myself starting to get kind of frustrated because I didn't have time to focus on the social media. And I kept being like, God, should I be focusing more time on social media? I need to be doing the clips. I need to be sharing the podcast online more. But if I come back to what I'm prioritizing, what was the main priority when I started? It was to put out a podcast episode every day. And so that was the number one priority. And so for this 24 days, that is going to be number one. If I have time to do the social media clips after, that's great. And I have been able to kind of put out clips for the episodes, which you'll have seen. But there has been no like strategy. I haven't been able to have this kind of like well thought out strategy because I haven't had time because my priority has been putting out the episodes every day. But that has been a great lesson in prioritization and in that you have to kind of at some point decide what is the number one focus at this point in my life or at this, in this phase and just focus on that knowing that other things will fall by the wayside and that's okay for certain periods of time. And in that way, I'm kind of so glad that I did this because now I have all of this data. I've got 24 episodes that are up. I can now... Once Podmas is over, I can look back at it and be like, okay, what went well? What performed really well? What did I like? And then I can kind of start, instead of dedicating every single day to podcasting, I can now spend two or three dedicated to the podcast and now figure out, okay, what else? What's the next priority? You know, is it the social media? Is it the podcast? Is it other things? I'm really excited to do that. I think plans for We're All Like Other Girls next are, I think I want We're All Like Other Girls to be more than just a podcast. I want it to be a brand where the podcast is just one aspect of it. And I'm not sure what it's going to grow into. I imagine, I love the idea of events and kind of turning it into an in real life entity. I went to, in November, I went to Alex Cooper's live show, who does the Call Her Daddy podcast. Obviously, you probably know that. And I went to her live show and it was so cool to watch her captivate this audience and see kind of this online, because shit, hers is the podcast. I call her daddy as a podcast, but watch how her 
online entity had translated so strongly into real life and that was so inspiring and I love the idea of doing something like that and so I'm excited to see where that goes I'm not sure where yet um, but I'm excited to see where that goes and hopefully we can turn this into something more in real life the podcast is gonna have two weeks off and then we're gonna come back in January who knows where we're going to go? I'm not sure what the podcast is going to look like next year, but I will continue to do these updates because I know as someone who is creating this type of stuff, but is also very into the kind of strategy and behind the scenes stuff, I would love for more of my favorite podcasters to make strategy behind the scenes videos. I would love all of my favorite podcasts to do this and be like, this is what I did. This is how the podcast is going. This is my strategy. This is what I want to do next year. I want to see more of this. And so if this is interesting to you, let me know. And I will make sure I do kind of periodic updates with goals and statistics and how things are going with the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Podmas for the past 24 days. I know it was probably a lot, um, but I'm hoping that those podcasts, I mean, those videos live there now. So if you didn't watch all of them, you can catch up on them at some other point. I hope you do. And if not, Merry fucking Christmas. And well, we've got two more episodes. We've got two more episodes to go. They're going to be kind of fun episodes. So I'll see you tomorrow, I guess. Um, but happy Podmas. Thank you so much for being here. Love you so much. Mwah. Cheers from the Grinch. <laughs>